2: Welcome back, party people. You are in the place everybody wants to be. You know it. You'll love it. It's Victory Lane. This week, Kevin kisses the bricks at Indianapolis. A playoff preview. Comprehensive one at that. And I am off to Las Vegas. So let's get this episode started the only way we can on Victory Lane. Reggaeton! (laughs) The Big Machine Vodka 400 at the Brickyard. Powered by Florida Georgia Line. Still not as bad as the K&N race at Gateway. Uh, I'm not going to say that full name because, full disclosure, it is 11 p.m. on a Thursday. Wednesday, actually. See, I don't even know what day it is. I'm so damn tired. I was traveling back from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina today. And I wanted to get this podcast out for you guys for Thursday morning. Uh, So, hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, it is at least Thursday or Friday. Uh, But I want to get this out to you guys. So it's a little bit shorter than usual, but as you can see from the title, I did talk playoffs with my dad. But I want to go over the Brickyard 400 first and foremost. So Kevin Harvick starts P1, wins the poll on Sunday morning, leads the most laps, and wins his second Brickyard 400. He won his first one back 16 years ago in 2003. It's been a minute. Does this win give Kevin any more momentum heading into the playoffs? Well, he says overall not really because the playoffs are so damn unique unto themselves
0: yeah you know we we just go to so many unique racetracks uh throughout the summer i don't know if that's what you said but um you know i think we've definitely made some strides in in getting where we um closer to where we want to be i think we still have some you know some things that that we have to work on at, at certain styles of racetracks but uh, this is survive in advance and and you don't necessarily have to have the fastest car i don't you know we had the fastest car today maybe not the best handling car uh, but we survived um, and you know really a day like today is is a lot like how you're going to have to approach um, you know the every race in the playoffs and and so you know we've been to las vegas and th- it's unbelievable how far things have have advanced and changed and and you know i still feel like we're we're learning a lot about this particular rules package at certain types of racetracks and and you know we've been changing things and working on things and and there's a lot of little things that you put together to you know to start the playoffs that you put through the manufacturing side and the engine side and um, you know the hundred other things that that uh, that you put it put it together and and you just have to execute at this point it's really about the details of of how you go through practice and and how you start the race and you know what you do when things are wrong and what you do when things are right and and it's just covering those details and it's a one week at a time grind um, i don't think today's you know race sends a message um, you know to to anybody other than we are doing a good job over the last few months of of on the days when we have cars that are capable of winning we've been you know getting good finishes out of them and been to victory lane a few times over the last three months so that's the most important thing is is that, uh, you know, I, I think for us we have a lot of confidence in, in each other and, and the things that we're doing right now, and that, sometimes that's more important than fast cars.
2: The celebration they had there was pretty cool. It was it was family first in the Harvick household because you had Keelan there, you had little daughter Piper trying to maybe kiss the bricks. It made for a really cool family photo. And Kevin said as much. He said, hey, I got to get this little girl in victory lane and have her see a trophy and get these pictures of us kissing the bricks. That's literally what he was thinking coming down to the wire?
0: Well, he asked me every year if he can kiss the bricks, and, and I, I tell him that well, we have to win the race to kiss the bricks. We can't just go out there and kiss them; otherwise, it's just it kind of loses its luster. Uh, it was great motivation for me at the end because you know I kept I kept telling myself, "Don't lose this race. Uh, you're in control of this race. You got to get baby girl a picture in victory lane." So, um, Keelan, he's been he's been lucky. You're wearing that microphone out, kid. <laughs> He's been lucky. He's been he's been able to uh, take a whole bunch of pictures and and uh, be around a lot, and and that's that's really good for me too. And, you know, it's it's fun uh, being able to have them at the racetrack, and it kind of keeps everything real. Um, it's like yesterday. You know, we got we got done with practice, and it was you know chasing Piper around on the scooter and trying to make sure Keelan didn't run over Brexton. We had an accident in the motorhome lot, didn't we? Yeah, Brexton had a wreck. And Kyle came back from winning the race and and, and he 's standing out there in his driver 's suit and and you know I'm, i don 't don 't know if anybody even asked him you know or told him congratulations it was just like hey you know welcome welcome to the party here um but it it kind of takes your mind off of off of everything and and you can go and and just be be normal i I love what I do, but I also like being being normal's more fun um, and being able to to share these moments with with them is is um way better than, than the race win itself, because it's just, you know, it's not something that, that most people get to do. I get to take them to work and, um, we've been fortunate to be successful at it. And, and, you know, so it's, it's, um, you know, it's definitely one of those situations that, that you, you kind of have to look at and smile because they actually pay me to do it. So many different things to unpack with this race. It was, it was 400 miles, 160
2: laps of fun entertainment. Uh, I, I think I'll try to go in chronological order, so he had a big wreck early on with Landon Castle. He hit the safer barrier, and I mean, he hit it hard. And then you had Eric Jones and Brad Keselowski's crash, and Brad's crash was kind of nerve-wracking and scary, to be honest, too, because he went into the tire barriers off of turn two at the beginning of the backstretch, and his car was all fakakta, all up sideways. It was a big hit for him. Everybody was okay, thankfully. Then he had Jimmy Johnson crashing. He misses the playoffs for the first time ever. Kind of wild to think about. I will say this. It's wild to think about in a in a broader, bigger perspective, but it's not that crazy to think about this season because he's been a 16th to 20th place car and that's pretty much where he's going to finish points in 17th to 20th range. So this season, he just has not been up to snuff. So it's not really wild to think about it in the context of this season, whereas in the context of Jimmy Johnson's career and NASCAR in general, if you told me two, three years ago, that this guy would be missing the playoffs. I'd, I'd tell you that to stop smoking crack. Uh, so Ryan Newman ends up beating out Daniel Suarez by four points for the final playoff spot. He is in, along with Clint Boyer. So Daniel Suarez, Jimmy Johnson, Paul Menard, and everybody else below them, they are out. Joey Logano finishes second. How about Bubba frickin' Wallace? P3, third-place finish for Daryl Wallace Jr., And that was not no fluke. He was quick. Like, all day long, he was good. That was an unreal story that emerged post-race and during the race, I should say, because it was really cool to see. So the playoffs are set, guys. Ten races to go. Let's preview them with none other than my papa, Daddy. Take it away. Welcome to South Carolina. Welcome to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Appearing on Victory Lane 2.0 for the second time is my father. The playoff preview with Pops starts now. Say hello to the people. How you all doing? We're doing well. Thanks for, thanks for having us on here. All right. Uh, I wanted to go over the playoffs with you since they start this weekend in Vegas. I will be there, as you know. Uh, you've been watching NASCAR all season long, Cup Series mostly. I know you follow along with K&N somewhat because of my doings over there and Xfinity and trucks. But we'll focus on Cup here. Uh, so what we're going to do is we'll go through each round We'll touch on each track in the round, uh, which drivers we think will be eliminated, and we'll go round by round to the championship, and then we will reveal our champion. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Don't talk like this the entire time. Actually, you can. You do whatever you want. So, to refresh everybody, here is what the standings look like right now. The regular season champion, Kyle Busch, he has 2,045 points right now. His teammate, Danny Hamlin's 15 behind him in second. Truex, their teammate, is third, one point behind Denny. Then you got Kevin Harvick, 17 points back of Kyle Busch. Joey Logano tied with Harvick. Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott, Kurt Busch, Alex Bowman, Eric Jones, Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, William Byron. And then uh, the four that are currently out, if the playoffs ended right now, if the round ended right now, would be William Byron, Eric Amarola, Clint Boyer, and Ryan Newman. Breathe. Okay. So, let's go into round one. You all right? I'm all right. Round one, we got Las Vegas, which is a 1.5-mile track. Joey Logano won earlier this year there. Richmond, first time Richmond is in the playoffs. They used to be the cutoff race, but now they're in the playoffs, which I'm happy about. That's a short track. Martin Truex Jr. won there earlier this year. And then, of course, as the cutoff race, the crazy cutoff race, we have the Charlotte Roval. So, tell me who you have eliminated after round one and why. I'm going right to the end. Give me Kale. We're in
1: South Carolina. I got to go with Kale. Kale Yarbrough. Kale Yarbrough. Give all me that right. 11 car. Give me Kale. All
2: right. Kale, Kale don't drive the 11 no more. He drove the 28 last time I remember. He was when he was real good. He drove the 11. If you say so, you're older than me, so you would know.
1: All right. Well, I think first round sort of easy because you got the guys up near the top who've got all the playoff points. So you figure they're gonna even if they. Have a problem one race, they're going to point their way through. And then you got the guys at the bottom who are the ones you got to worry about. Mm-hmm. So the four I got leaving after the first round, I got the six gone, I got the 24 gone, mm-hmm. I got the 10 gone, mm-hmm. and I got the 88 gone.
2: So you have Ryan Newman, Eric Almirola, William Byron, and Alex Bowman gone. Yes. You and got I, two Hendrick drivers already out in the first round.
1: Right. And I got question marks next to the 20, the 12, and the 42. But I have them going through.
2: So, I, I agree with you on half of those. I have Newman out in the first round. He barely got into the playoffs to begin with. Uh, I got Eric Amarola out in the first round. He His performance just hasn't really been that great this year. It's cr- kind of crazy to think about. It. He made the, the Elite Eight, as I like to say, last year with that Talladega win. Um Clint Boyer I have out as well, um, and then I got Ryan Blaney out. That's kind of just a gut feeling for me just because he's been kind of the lone wolf at Penske this year that hasn't really performed up to snuff with Brad and Joey. So I got Blaney out, Eric Almirola and Clint Boyer, Stuart Haas teammates, and Newman out just because he's kind of been the weak link out of these 16 playoff guys. Why do you think? Why do you have question marks next to the 42 of Larson and the 20 of Jones? Because Larson, he's been one of the fastest cars for the past five or six weeks or so, and Jones just won the Southern 500.
1: Yeah, I just think these three tracks, and I think Larson's been inconsistent for a lot of the years, had a lot of bad luck. He's, I don't think he's mastered the package mm-hmm. in terms of how it suits his driving style. Yeah, I agree. But I figure just based on pure speed of his cars and his raw talent, he'll make it through. I don't have him going much further. Uh, the 20... I know he won a race. I know he's got good equipment, but I'm still not sold yet on him. Um, And the 12, like I said, I have him going through. uh, But I don't know.
2: All right, so that's round one. That's three out of ten. Done. We go on to round two. I thought Dover was in round one for like the last five weeks, but apparently it's just the kickoff to the second round. So news to me. So round two, you got Dover. Uh, That's a one-mile track. Martin Shrokes Jr. won there earlier this year on a Monday. Then you got Talladega, kind of the wild card of the playoffs, along with the Roval. That's a 2.66-mile super speedway, only super speedway in the playoffs. Chase Elliott won there earlier this year. And as the cutoff race, kind of a ho-hum cutoff race, you got Kansas, which is an intermediate. Brad Keselowski won there earlier this year. That was the night race that uh, we had when I was at Tucson Speedway. I remember we were watching it during a rain delay, And that was kind of the one race where the package for the first time of the season to that point was kind of shining through. So that was a good race. I have eliminated after this round, I got William Byron, Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, and Eric Jones. So I got all three Hendrick cars in the playoffs moving past the first round, but then I got them out after the second round. And then Eric Jones, like you said, he's he's been the one JGR car who hasn't been up to snuff with Truex, Bush, and Hamlin. So, I think his playoff run comes to an end here. So, I got three Hendrick guys out and Eric Jones out. What about you?
1: Okay. Based on these three tracks, I think that if we're going to see surprises in terms of ins and outs, it's going to come in this round. But again, based on playoff points accumulated, I've got Kyle, Denny, Joey, and Kevin all progressing sort of easily. Mm-hmm. Through to the round of four, um, I I've got question marks on um, on Truex, on Keselowski, on Kurt, and on Ryan. But I've got them making it through. So the four I have leaving are Boar. I think he's going to do something stupid. So Boar is going to go. I've got the twenty leaving. I've got Larson out in this round, and I've got uh, I've got Chase out this round.
2: Okay. So so even though you had a question mark next to Truex, you have him advancing. I do. Yeah, because But he, I wouldn't be surprised. Because he, he has the third I think he's third in the standings, so that means he finished third in the regular season, I guess. Because he's been accumulating playoff points like almost as much as Kyle and Denny have been. So okay. Uh I agree with you on the most part there. I would I would love to see
1: Boyer win at his home track to make it through, but I just at don't Kansas? see it happening.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know. It's It'd be a good story, especially at this point of his career, because there's a lot of rumors circulating about whether or not he's going to be back next year. He probably will be because Russ Truck Centers likes him. Uh, But his performance hasn't really been up to snuff this year in terms of the car that he's in. So that'd be a good story. But I think I think at most of the tracks in the playoffs, you're going to see more drama and you're going to see good racing like we've seen all year long, depending on who you ask. But I still think you're going to see JGR winning, Penske winning, all those different guys winning. All right, round three. We got Martinsville, short track. Brad Kozlowski wins there earlier this year. Uh, Texas, another 1.5 miler. Denny Hamlin won there. And Phoenix, one mile track. Somewhat comparable to Dover because it's the same length, but not really because it's flat. And Rowdy Kyle Busch won there earlier this year. So I have eliminated after this round to get to the championship four. Uh, my heavy hitter that I have eliminated is Brad Kozlowski. I just think his run comes to an end. Ah, uh, the two Ganassi cars get to the elite eight, but I think their time ends here. Kurt Busch and Kyle Larson, and Martin Truex Jr. I think his time ends here as well, meaning that I got the heavy hitters of Kyle Busch, Danny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, and defending champ Joey Logano in the championship four. What say you? Well,
1: we must be related. Um, crazy how that works. Again, I've you know I've got I've got Kyle going through. Mm-hmm. I've got Joey going through. Mm-hmm. I've got Kevin going through, mm-hmm. and i got Denny All right. going through. So for me, the ones that were left that leave now, um, I've got Truex gone. Same. Like you, I've got Keselowski gone. I think he's been too inconsistent the second half of the year. Uh, I've got Kurt gone. Mm-hmm. I think he's been making more of what he's got uh, based on his talent. I think that runs out, and I think the Blaney luck runs out. At this round, so, so you yeah, you
2: have Blaney going to the round of eight. I have him out in the first round. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so we have we have mo- but we have the same final four. Apparently, we do. Okay, so final four, obviously at Homestead Miami Speedway, the last time for the foreseeable future that it will be held in Miami. Your grandma is upset about yeah, that. She, she's very upset about that, but because I stay with her when I go. But hopefully, next year when it's in the first half of the season, I'll still be able to go. Um, my gut, and I said this kind of from the start of the year, not not the very start, but once I was kind of seeing how things were going in the first five to six races, I just think Kyle Bus- this is Kyle Bush's year. It's been that way for a while. And even though he blew an engine last week at the Brickyard, and even though he's in the midst of, I think, his longest winless streak since 2017, like September of 2017 or something like that, I don't really think that matters because I think Adam Stevens is a top three crew chief Kyle Busch is a top-one driver. I think he's the best driver in the sport, period. No real contest there. I feel like this is just kind of his year to lose. Gibbs has been on a roll. All four of their cars have won this year, and Kyle's been leading the charge there. So my gut all year, and I'm going to stick to it, it says that Kyle wins the championship, his second championship. We shall see if it comes to fruition. I think it's kind of crazy that he won. So he won the title in 2015. And after that, you would probably thinking, all right, he's going to rip off like three of the next four going like a Jimmy Johnson type tear, but it just hasn't really happened for him. And leading up to 2015, he'd been the guy that is killing it in the regular season, but gets to the playoffs and then flames out. So my gut says Kyle, but I think Denny is right, right on his tails because he's, he's hungrier than ever. Joe Gibbs has talked about how he's kind of changed this year and Become a different driver, become a different person off the track as well. And I think that kind of reflects in what he's doing on track. So my gut says Kyle, but I would not be surprised at all if Denny wins his first. What about you?
1: We in South Carolina, right? Yes, sir. All right. Give me the Silver Fox, David Pearson. <laughs> no? <laughs> Unfortunately, not. He's not with us. He's no already more, in is the he? HOF. Oh, all right. Um, okay. So I'm sort of torn on this one. As much as I'd love to see the four win his second championship, um, I don't think he's been strong enough on these kind of tracks. So i am got the four out.
2: And Haas is just not as strong as Gibbs either. That, right. That's the thing.
1: Well, we got to remember, it's their first year with a new car. So, Mustang, yeah. And um, all right, so who
2: who had the better finishes at New Hampshire? Uh, let me look that up. Standby. Why? Why are you comparing New Hampshire to Homestead?
1: I think there are a lot of similarities between New
2: Hampshire and Homestead. How so? New Hampshire's New Hampshire's one mile, Homestead's one and a half. New Hampshire's flat. Homestead is progressively banged. Just to answer the question. I'm well I'm trying. The internet is slow. I know well, New Hampshire, I know for a fact that in the second race, Kevin Harvick won there and Denny Hamlin finished second. You remember that finish? That was yes. a really good finish. Denny Parker Kligerman of NBC Sports, my internet's not working, so I can't bring that up for you. All
1: right. Well I had on here I had the 4 and the 11 not winning, and I had it as a toss-up between the 18 and the 22. So if I had to pick— Is that just like a gut feeling or or what? Why not Denny? All right. I'm going to switch this up on the fly. I knew it. I don't want the 18 or the 22 to win. I'd be (laughs) all right with the 11 winning. So I'm going to pick the 11
2: to win it all. Okay. Well, why didn't you have him in the first place? I don't know. I'm on vacation. Well yeah, this is podcasting. You got to you got to think on the fly. So give me a reason.
1: Um I figured like you said, the 18 before they started going into testing for playoffs mode clearly was the strongest car week to week. Um as much as Joey annoys me, I think he's been very consistent all year in terms of being on the same page with his crew chief and getting the most out of his equipment I don't I think you're going to have to beat him I don't think he's going to beat himself um, the 11 I'm still not sold over time about him screwing something up because that's Pitt what road. he did that,
2: well not even that even more so not on pit road but just in general you remember in like the I think it was 2012 or maybe 2010 when Jimmy won his championship we were at Homestead. I remember and Denny was the favorite going in uh he he almost could have pretty much wrapped it up in phoenix but he messed up i think on pit road there and then in the first five or ten laps at homestead he spun on the backstretch and he just kind of gave that away so even on pit road because he gets a speeding penalty every two seconds he still messes himself up so i see where it's coming from yeah all right my internet's working now you want to know the new hampshire results yeah uh okay loudon uh the first, yeah, I said the second race. There's only one race there. Yeah. So yeah, that was July 21st. Kevin Harvick won the race. He started 14th. Let's see. Denny was second. Eric Jones was third. Blaney fourth. DeBenedetto finished fifth. Uh, out of your championship four guys, let's see. Kyle Bush finished eighth, uh, but he led 118 laps that day. I, don't, I forget what happened to him. He Must have been a pouty pants and bit, I think he. Um, no, I race. think he just like got loose and he might he might have scrubbed the wall. If, all right, my memory serves. Joey Logano finished right behind him in ninth. He led one lap. And then who was your last guy? Den- oh, Denny and Kevin. So they finished one, two.
1: All right. So instead of choosing between the 18 and the 22, I'll switch it up. I'll go. I'll choose Denny unless he screws up on pit road. And if he does, I'll choose Kevin.
2: All right, mama. Come over here. We're going to get your opinion on this. I got hi, it. Hi there. Hi there. Okay. Um Baby's mama. Yes. Yes, you are. So, you don't watch NASCAR as much as we do, but you know what's going on, right? So, who's your pick to win the championship, and why? Uh, what are the choices? There's 16 choices. Well, okay, all the drivers that you know are participating, so you could just pick whoever you want, pretty much. I'm gonna go with the guy that what's that guy's name that has the pretty girlfriend with the blonde hair. It's like all, It'll of, them. Be all of them. The one who needs to put a ring on it, and he's oh like, Truex. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Mt j MT J. J. Two j or mt2 <laughs> mt2 martin because you because you Jr. like sherry pollux yeah, yeah yeah i'm gonna go with him okay yeah, sure, What? what's your sure. reasoning yeah that's, that's your why, reasoning yeah because i like her yeah, yeah so you like sherry right. so you're picking martin that's for sure and also because he's won the championship before yes he, he and, has and he wins a lot of, of games races, yes. races Yeah. very good yeah yeah. All right, we enjoyed your first time on the podcast, Mom. Congratulations. Is that my first time? Yes. That was yeah. my first time. Yes, it was. Okay, I thought I've made an appearance before. You might have made like one. Although no, but... I think that was at Michigan State where I made the appearance. But that, that counts. Okay. This is the first. This is your first appearance on the second iteration. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right, we're get, we're getting ready to go to oh, the beach now. That was now. nicely done. Yeah, that, that was not bad. Even though I asked her why, and she just said yeah, but that's kind of her well, that's move. her move. That's her move. All right, Dad. Thank you for joining me. Uh, this has been fun. I'm looking forward to see. Who, which picks of ours come to fruition and which make us look stupid. I'm All right, sure. pick that Mountain Dew car. Mountain Dew? That's Chase Elliott. Well, it was Cale back, back in the day. That's Bailey Clyde.
1: Cale back in the day, that Mountain Dew car with Junior. Who did he – he ran for Junior Johnson
2: when he was in the 11, right? The,
1: the story, the famous story is before Daryl Waltrip started driving for Junior, Daryl Waltrip and Cale hated each other to all bits.
2: Everybody hated DW, though. And
1: Cale one time famously went to Daryl and said, I'm going to tell you something. You better listen. I'm going to get out of that 11 car, and Junior will do just about anything to get you. If you were smart, you'd listen to me. And Daryl did, and Cale did, and Daryl won a ton of races and a bunch of championships for Junior. Cale did all right once, like you said, he went to the 28 car, well, who, he, he did who's in, to, who did
2: he race for in the 28? Who owned that car?
1: I think Harry Rainier owned okay. the car. Yeah, because
2: that, that's I remember him in the 28 Hardy's car. Right, Harry that's Rainier owned the him.
1: car before the Yates guys yeah. bought it from him.
2: All right, very cool. Father, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm sure you'll be watching in Vegas, correct?
1: Yes, travel safe. Thank you, I will.
2: All right, you guys heard it there, talking with me and my dad. The playoffs are upon us, so let's preview them. South Point 400, Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Sunday, September 15th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. 400 and a half miles, 267 laps. Brad Keselowski is the defending winner of this race. I also want to say the Xfinity Series is in action. The Rhino Pro Truck Outfitters 300, Saturday at 7.30 Eastern. And the Truck Series are in action. World of Westgate 200, Friday the 13th. Yikes. 9 p.m. Eastern. That is a cutoff race for the truck series and for the Xfinity series, it is the final regular season race. So, Kurt Busch and Kyle Busch, they're in the playoffs as we talked about. They're kicking off their postseason at home. They're Las Vegas natives. And I'm looking at the different organizations in these playoffs. you got Penske that has all three of their cars in. Gibbs, which has all four of their cars. Hendrick has three of their four. Stuart Haas has three of their four. Ganassi has both of theirs. And I'm trying to see which organization is going to come out on top. I think it's going to end up being between the Fords and the Chevrolet or and the Toyotas excuse me I, like I said I think Kyle Busch is the one that gets it done and I kind of have a feeling that he's going to get it done this weekend too I just think that he's going to win at Las Vegas to open up these playoffs so it should be fun this weekend in Las Vegas I'm looking forward to it I'm hopping on a flight 6:30 or so a.m. Eastern tomorrow uh, tomorrow as in Thursday morning so by the time you listen to this I'm probably already in Vegas at media days doing all this different stuff burnout boulevards so hopefully I got there safe and sound uh, I was on a flight today and that was a lot of delays and bupkis of their own but hey you'll get that big time auto racing won't you you know what you'll also get lug nuts up that week Cue the music I like that transition there quick lug nuts this week Kyle Busch wins the Xfinity race at Indianapolis in the Combos Toyota Supra. He was absolutely elated following the victory.
0: Uh, We were, well we had short pitted the first segment essentially with, I don't know if it was 10 to go or whatever. And so then we long ran the second stage and um, so there was 40 laps on the tires and they were just smoked. Uh, Right front was really bad and uh, wasn't feeling very good. Wasn't sure if it would make it to the end. It was actually starting to vibrate a little bit as well too and come to find out, I, I knew it had cords showing and it did. So I was just trying to keep it together and uh, keep it on the racetrack and not knock the wall down. So fortunately that all happened and um, you know was able to make it to the end of that stage break, get some more tires and go after
2: them again. I joke, obviously. JJL Motorsports, they are going to close at the end of the season. They're up for sale. Jesse Little has been the driver part-time in the Gander Outdoors Truck Series for that team. Elliott Sather's last race ever, ever, this time it actually is, in NASCAR, will be this weekend for Colleg Racing in the Xfinity Series. He's throwing it back to his late model scheme that he drove. That means a lot to him. It's going to be really cool to see that one on track. Looking forward to cover it. And the big news out of the week. We're not going to touch on it too much just because... It's been beaten to a pulp. Matt DiBenedetto has found a ride for next year. Paul Menard is retiring, leaving the Wood Brothers racing seat vacant. Just kidding. Matt Benedetto slides in there. That's right. Paul Menard's retiring from full-time cup racing. Matt Benedetto is joining the Wood Brothers for 2020 only. It's a one-year deal. Paul Menard basically, he, to- he went to the Wood Brothers and said, Hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing. They said, do you have anybody else in mind? He said, you go call call Matt D. And that's exactly what they did. Matt D answered. And, well, he is now driving for them in 2020. It's pretty cool how it all ended up shaking out. Matt D keeps betting on himself and apparently just keeps on working. That'll wrap things up for episode 28 of Victory Lane 2.0. Guys, do me a favor. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. We are on iTunes, Google Play. Spotify, SoundCloud, the whole nine. We have that going for us here in Victory Lane. Peace and love. I'll talk to you guys, hopefully, following Vegas. Maybe I'll do a podcast uh, from Vegas. We'll see. I doubt I'll have time because I never have time. Thank you guys for bearing with me. Not my best work, but, hey, you know what? You got to grind while you can. All right. I'll talk to you all later. Peace.